Welcome back here to J. Tom Lawler Rink. It is Wednesday night hockey action here on TNT. No, I mean, sorry, the uh, the Merrimack Sports Network. Uh, Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy. The score at the end of one, it is Merrimack one and UMass nothing. Tonight's first intermission is brought to you, as it always is, by Under Armour. Our, our guest here, first intermission, uh, Josh Cummins from the Hockey Journal. Hockeyjournal.com is where you can read his work. And uh, Josh, boy, that first period, um, I don't, I'm not sure if you had a chance to see either of the first two games between these two teams but uh, it seems like just a continuation of that series from back in October. These are two hard-nosed teams that work hard, that take the body, that play physical, and this first period was just more of the same. Yeah, absolutely, and, and obviously UMass kind of had what looked like it might be the upper hand with, with a pretty long five-on-three there, but, but Merrimack did a pretty good job killing killing that off, and uh, Zach Borgiel made some, some big saves, and then... Uh, Obviously, a big goal coming down the other end. I thought Merrimack played really well for the first period, all things considered, and and able to uh, come out with a lead after 20 minutes. Yeah, they dodged the bullet, I thought, on that 5-on-3. A couple of uh, penalties they probably would have rather not taken, but still, you know, that's the situation that they were in. And we knew that special teams were going to be big in this one. Uh, you know, talking uh, yesterday in his weekly presser with Scott Boric, he mentioned the fact that, you know, key's going to really be the play right around the net, especially on the special teams, and that both teams, you know, are going to have to work hard. He knows that UMass does. You know, that's been uh, one of the things that they've become known for under Great Carver. They've scored a lot of goals that way, uh, kept a lot of goals out of the net by playing tough in front of their own net, and it seemed like Merrimack matched that. We knew they were going to have to. They were able to match that with UMass in the first period. Yeah, they, they hit a post from, from pretty far outside, but it seemed like they were they were able to do a pretty good job there, kind of getting to those rebounds, not letting them get second chances, and, and really help them kind of get some momentum and get that first goal there. I wanted to ask you, uh, first of all, we talked with Greg Carvel before the game about the, the overtime. I mean, I like to get different folks' opinions on it and see what they think. Uh, uh, you know, of course, the... Uh the format in college hockey is you go to the three-on-three overtime for five minutes if the game's a tie after 60, uh, and then if it's still tied, uh, at least in Hockey East anyway, they go, and a lot of the other leagues really, uh, you know, they will go to a shootout at that point, um, and then the team that wins the shootout will get an extra point in the standings. The games are not worth three points every night instead of two points, so you win a game outright, you get three. Uh, outright in regulation, if you win it in overtime or if you win the shootout, you get two and the other team gets one. Um, it's been interesting, I think, to see people's Opinions as they've watched the three-on-three and also the way, in particularly the three-on-three, but how that's developed over time because it is such a different style of play. It is such, you know, the game does change so much uh, when you take two plays off the ice for each club. Uh, just wondering what your thoughts are in the situation, and, and uh, do you think that we may see it revisited at some point here, perhaps, by the rules committee? Yeah, I've seen games that have kind of gone both ways, games that have been unbelievable kind of three-on-three three and others that just felt like kind of like we'd say in the, in the past when it was just five minutes of five on five the teams were kind of playing to, to get to the shootout and uh, I, I kind of see it both ways obviously there are so few I, I get the, the coaches that say there are so few games and those points can really make a big difference when it's really not playing hockey to kind of decide the game it, it's not a game situation really as far as the shootout's concerned and, but, but I, I get the, the, their coaches I forget who it was but um, ones that said that you want to mirror kind of what the NHL is, is doing because that's where the players want to get to. So so I think it, it's a good thing. It's been a lot of fun to, to watch, but I certainly see the kind of the, the, the fact that it gets the, the points come down at the end of the season and it could be one of those shootouts or, or overtime games that decide a really important part of the standings. 
Yeah, and talking with uh, UMass coach Greg Carl before the game, he made some interesting points, certainly. Not ones I hadn't heard before, but I uh, just want to get your take on them as well. You know, he said, hey, here you have a game. Both clubs are really good battling, working hard five on five, and especially, you know, that, that's the way that his team is in particular. So you know that almost every night that's how it's going to be. And then you get to overtime, and all of a sudden it's, a, you know, it's wide open and it's a totally different style of the game. So, you know, that's almost unfair to the team that has worked hard to get to overtime at that point. And he said, you know, you lose the overtime. Yeah, it might really go into the books almost as a tie, especially for national purposes, where it's 55% of a, of a, you know, of a win if you win the, in the overtime or what have you. Um, but he said, you know, is it really fair to those guys, the rest of the guys in the team that have worked hard to get you to that point? So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, and there are uh, kind of situations where obviously, like you said, it is a tie for the kind of that overall purpose at, at the end as far as the national, but, but if you lose the shootout or the overtime, it feels like you lost, even though you're getting almost the same amount of credit, so I definitely agree with that. Uh, so we we're talking with Josh Cummins from the Hockey Journal. HockeyJournal.com is where you can read his work. The score at the end of the first period here in North End over Mass is one to nothing in favor of Merrimack on a goal by Stephen Jandrick. And uh, I wanted to ask you about transfers. So Merrimack, Jandrick's a transfer from uh, you know from Denver and pre- previously Alaska. Newton had come over. He assisted on that goal uh, from Alaska as well. They've got Jake Durfling here. Uh, UMass has got Garrett Waite. You know, uh, guy, a lot of teams have players that have come in and helped. Um, it, it really seems to have had an impact. In Vermont has had got, has gotten help, obviously, from a UMass transfer in Philip Laganov. Is this something, you know, with the transfer rule, likely to have that one-time transfer that you'll be able to do that, you know, play right away? Do you think we see more of that happening with teams potentially or, or, or players, you know, leaving to go to another school like that and maybe other teams, you know, kind of looking around and trying to see if they can pull in one or two or three of those guys that might make the difference for them? Uh, I think so, and it's something that's happened in in a handful, a lot of sports that that you're kind of seeing this, that uh, a player who, who may not fit into a particular team or for whatever reason, not get as much playing time, they, they come and they can make an impact here, like, like at Merrimack and really a lot of other schools in Hockey East, obviously BC has a handful and really so does every team is kind of impacted by it, so I definitely think it's going to continue and, and it really is kind of been a, a trend that I think is going to continue. UMass has not lost the game in regulation since the opening weekend of the season when they raised the national championship banner and then lost two games to Minnesota State on their home ice. Uh, like I said, since then they have not been beaten in regulation. Um, they certainly rank right near the top there of hockey's. You get a chance to see everybody else around the league, all of, all of the other schools. We haven't seen everybody yet, for example. I've only seen Northeastern on television, obviously, different Levi's an outstanding, outstanding goaltender. Um, but I know they've been banged up a bit here as well, you know, so they've had to win a lot of low-scoring games. Um, you've got Northeastern, you've got UMass Lowell, uh, which I think is probably a bit more of a surprise in terms of how they've gotten off to a great start. Boston, Boston College, most folks expect to be pretty good as well. Uh, Providence has also been pretty good, although they've been a little bit up and down here there. But, you know, you really have that log jam there. And, and then not too far behind them, I think, in the standings, you've got UConn, you know, which is unfortunately having to deal with the uh, the effects of COVID right now. Had four games canceled over the last couple of weeks, including two against Merrimack, you know. And, and then the other clubs, I mean, you see close games that, you know, 
know, schools like Vermont and Maine and so on that I think are trying, you know, they're, they're in more of a rebuilding mode trying to see where they can get to. How do you see the league at this point in the season? It seems like, you know, I've heard it said that the parity in the league has, has never been greater. Do you think that's the case? I feel like we say that every year, but it really has felt like just unbelievable parity this year. Obviously, like you said, kind of off the top, UMass and Northeastern have been, they're the two teams at the top of the standings right now, but they've been absolutely killed by injuries at this point in the season and, and they've kind of found ways to, to win, like you said, really really close games and in Northeastern's case, Devin Levi is a major part of that but but UMass and Northeastern as well, they've seemed to find some, some really important depth that's kind of helped them at this point in the season and I see no reason that those two teams are going to kind of continue that, especially as they, they get healthy in, in the first uh, uh, kind of in the first of the, the year coming up and um, yeah, I think they're going to be right there, they both have a goalie that's going to keep them in every game, and I think that um, they're definitely going to be right there as, as far as the end. But it really, the, the the middle of the standings, it's going to be a fight every night because one good weekend with these three point games, and you can can really make a, a big jump. And, and that's something like um, I, I feel like we say this every year too that that BC or BU certainly uh, not out of the question for them to do that. Who's the best player in the league you've seen so far? If the season ended right now, who would get your player of the year? Wow, it's a hard one. I mean, I was talking to um, to someone at a game last week that I don't know how Devin Levi is, is not getting Hobie Baker consideration, let alone uh, uh, player of the year. So, so I could see it be him. And Providence has some really talented players too with, with Poison and, and Berard have been really well on the on the uh, kind of scoring charts. But, but I think as far as like most valuable player of the league, uh, I think at this point Levi with just how decimated they've been by injuries and, and how he stepped up in, in a huge way, one of the national leaders in, in every category. Yeah, he just had a sixth shutout the other day as well. So terrific uh, start to the season for him. Josh, great to see you as always. Thanks for coming on. Talking college hockey, you'll have to do it again, sir. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. All right, Josh Cummins from the Hockey Journal. HockeyJournal.com has been our guest here in the first intermission with the score. Merrimack won, UMass nothing. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.